game's stupid. The beard on your face is stupid. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. Graham, listen, I'm really... Back off, John. Whoa, Back Graham, off! You don't have to do this. No, John. This has to happen. I don't have a choice anymore. Graham, let's just go back and play some video games, please. No, John. No more games. This has to get real. It's gotta get real real. I look like a French painter, John. I, I, I like the beard. I, I, I think it's pretty cool. I'm but you're not cool! I thought this beard would make me a man, John. It's just made me a prisoner. I gotta get out of this jail. This hairy jail. Stay back. I'm a loose cannon, I swear to fucking God I'll do it. I look like the old man in the sea, John. I've never even been to the sea. Give me the, just give me the razor. Come on, nice John. and easy. Back off. Don't do this. I'm gonna fucking do this right now. You don't have to do this, man. It's too late, John. It's time to go home, John. It's time to go home. No, Graham. No! No, Graham, don't do it! No, no! No, God, no! No, no! Hey guys, welcome to episode 50 of Geekscape. This is the weekly uh, podcast that deals with movies, video games, and comics, the latest news and reviews. Uh, I started this almost a week, uh, a week. <laughs> I wow. started this almost a year ago um, and wanted to have rotating co-hosts and I, I pull them right off the street. This is Dom. Uh, he's a friend of Ben, our Ben Dunn, who's manning the camera this week. Um, he's a friend of his from back from Seattle. Mm -hmm. Dom does producing, he does directing. Um, just about anything. What, what kind of stuff? I mean, you're an indie producer director. Yes. But you came to LA because you're getting a little sick of the indie tag, and it's time to make some bucks with this. Right? Yeah, it's time to make time to rake in the dough. Uh, I want to live in the valley so I can make porn. Uh -huh. um, not really. No. I, I yeah. That's I want. That's why I'm living with Ben because <laughs> I think he knows something that I don't know yet. Yeah. Go to Sardo's on porn karaoke night and recruit. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, no, came down here just to uh, you know get some more experience and do other things. And but you're here like to that. stay. Yes. Because like a lot of my friends uh, who move out here, you know, you have your, your people who move out to LA to, to get involved in film or entertainment, and they, they're only here for like four or six months, 
and then they pack up and they go home and really you don't start to get yeah any traction you know for yeah, you got for years. You gotta, yeah you got to be here you got to be here at least a couple of years and get make the connections enough so that you can get get going but. i think i was watching uh, charlie rose and they had quentin tarantino on there and and really like this is i think this is for anybody listening who's trying to go get into a field or a career i think this is basically the rule of thumb that it takes six to ten years to start to make any inroads in, in mm -hmm. your industry and mm -hmm. on charlie rose i remember quentin tarantino saying uh for a long time i used to joke and tell people if you wanted to mail things to me mail it to quentin tarantino on the outskirts of the entertainment industry you know marina del rey california <laughs> where he worked in a video store right you know and uh <laughs> All I gotta say is, is good luck. We're in it together, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll try and throw each other uh, work. I actually, uh, you've you've directed Ben Dunn uh, yes, several true. times. It's true. YouTube.com/slash/GadsLookFilms. <laughs> okay, you can actually see Ben, Ben, our own very own Ben yeah. acting for us. Uh, something like that. I, I finally directed uh, Mr. Dunn. Are you getting shy? No. Are you getting nervous? He's turning red. He's turning all red. <laughs> I, I finally directed uh, Dunn. I was I got. Uh, my producer got hired to do these uh, these howcast things, like the instructional videos, and I, and I needed actors. And I asked Ben, I was like, "Hey, man, you want to make enough money to buy a, an Xbox 360 game for a couple hours worth of acting?" <laughs> and so was Ben, he even acting? It was awesome. yeah, Ben acted for me. Uh, it was MOS. <laughs> it wasn't exactly thank like God for that Charlie Chaplin, but uh, pretty close. Yeah, I won't throw them a plug until the howcasts are done. But I spent all weekend editing them, and I'm just like. Welcome to Hollywood, Johnny. Not exactly what you want to be directing, <laughs> but welcome yeah, to I'll, Hollywood. I'll take you know? anything. Thank you. Yeah, Thank it, you. that yeah. will pay the rent, and, and, may, and now, exactly. I, now I can afford Christmas presents for next month. I love that with Ben, it's like either ben food or Xbox Creed. game. Food or Xbox game. Is that true? I mean, dude, you have to make some hard choices in Hollywood. It's true. It's true. Well, how could he, how could he contribute to this show if he didn't buy the Xbox game? That's right. Ben? I could give a crappy review about Assassin's Creed. Yeah, Assassin's Creed, uh, I ended up eBaying it. Did <laughs> you? <laughs> you didn't barter me? Well, I, no, I, I called up uh, GameStop and I said, you know, I, I bought the game three days ago. I think it's boring. And she's, it, it, the chick from GameStop, we'll get into movie reviews uh, soon enough. <laughs> but I got to tell you, uh, I go to that GameStop down the street on Beverly. Uh, my listener, what's up, Ether? He works there. Uh, one of our listeners... A guy worked there. He ended up becoming one of our listeners from, from me going in there. And uh, the manager's now kind of keen on it. Those two guys were fantastic. Uh, there was this one chick working there when I went to pick up my uh, pre-ordered Assassin's Creed for the 360, which I have. I don't have a PS3. But still, <laughs> when I went to get this thing, she felt the need to be like, I heard it's better on the PS3. It's not. All I got to say is, whether it's better <laughs> or not... Bitch, I ain't got a PS3. <laughs> Why do you trouble me and trouble yourself by saying it's better on the PS3? I understand your need. Well, maybe she thought she could sell one, right? There. Yeah, it's like, oh, sold. Yeah, maybe that was code. Let, let me go get $500 out of my car and, and let me go shake the money tree that I, and, that I grew in my backyard and go get a PS3. Are you high? <laughs> Give me some of your crack money, you high-ass bitch, and I will buy your PS3 with it. Um... Sorry, Ether, your coworker is a crazy crack ass bitch. She's watching right um, now. That's okay. She's Crying. yeah. Well, like most I, of our listeners. it's like, dude, I don't. I'm I'm buying it for the 360. <laughs> Trust me. If it was available for the PS3, I would have been like, which one's better out of the two systems that I can that I own? Which one do you recommend? Uh, it turns out the game sucked anyway. 
And and uh, and I returned it. I think I'm going to use the money either to get Call of Duty 4 or uh, Halo 3 because really the strength of that 360 is multiplayer. Like both those games have huge. I've heard nothing but great things about Call of Duty 4's multiplayer. So that's what the 360 is about. That may be where that 60 bucks goes back to. And I ended up selling it for 55 on eBay. So yeah, when I called the, the story is when I called GameStop to ask them what the return trade-in price was, they said 30 bucks on a 60 dollar game. Dude, after after the game had been out not even a week, it was half the value when you trade it back in. Well, right when you walk out of the store and take it out of the package. Right, right. So so I said, listen, hey, call her up. It's the exact same girl. I can tell from her uh, not so smart voice. I call her. I call up and I go. The smell of crap. <laughs> yeah, just the smell of. I feel like. Wafting over the phone. I love your DVD collection, by the way. I'm looking <laughs> off camera the DVD collection. Yeah, we're, we're at Ruben Oleg's uh, place. We're gonna have Ruben. Ologgy, damn it. Ologgy. He was a guest a couple episodes ago, and uh, we're at game. we're at his place. The first gay guest. Take that, Eric Ad. Um, what's that movie you're holding up? Return of the Living Dead 3. Return of the Living Dead 3, the 80s version. Is that it's, early it's 90s? The with, it's the one with the punk who, like, she puts glass all over herself. So, uh, what you, you remember <laughs> you remember Ruben Olaghi. Uh We're here in his badass apartment. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's full of geek stuff. Yeah. So, so, so I call this chick and I say, listen, how much for the trade-in? And she goes, you didn't like it? <laughs> and I said, no, the game's boring. You're kidding me, right? You're joking. <laughs> I saw a friend play it, and I heard it was pretty sweet. It looked great. I, and I go, well, what do you do on weekends? Because this is pretty boring, and I'm guessing your standards are pretty low for entertainment value. <laughs> well, yeah. when you're high on crack, you know. <laughs> yeah, when the, when, the, when the crack crystal clouds are, are sparking in your vision, I'm sure it's a lot more fun. But uh, I can't give that game two thumbs up. I can't give it one thumbs up. It looked a beautiful-looking game, but not fun. And uh, Ether, I'm only coming to GameStop when you're there, man, because I can't take that chick. Uh, she bugs. Um, so we have a mo- uh, two movies to review. Uh, ben took the bullet and went out and saw Hitman. Thank you. Uh, thanks for doing that to provide us with a review. I understand. Anyway. No, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I went to see a, uh, a, the new Stephen King adaptation uh, by Frank Darabont. This is The Mist. It's got Thomas Jane in it. Basically, this is... Uh, it, it's based on um, a uh, novella, uh-huh. as most of them are. Did you see this movie, <laughs> The The Mist? Yeah, we saw it. Ruben, um, I think I have it here. Uh, in my geek stuff. Okay, so in his I big Stephen King book of Stephen King. In my book of Stephen King. This movie is about a uh, a town in Maine. Uh, through the eyes of the main characters, Thomas Jane plays a like an illustrator who does movie posters and things, and. There's a storm. Starts out, there's a storm. They wake up the next morning. The house has been uh, damaged. So Thomas Jane with his young son tell the wife, we'll be right back. We're going to go into the town and uh, get supplies. And I'll patch this up. You know, a tree's gone through the window. He talks to his neighbor, and, and, and his neighbor ends up coming with them. He's played by, uh, who, who played this guy? Um, the neighbor was, um, he was black. Yeah, no, it's, it's a dude, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Okay, come on over here, Ruben. Uh, what was his name? Uh, TV's Andre uh, Bauer. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, oh, have to, you have to say uh, TV's Andre Bauer. And he's black, too. Uh, so they go into town, and before they leave, there's this mist coming through. Like, it's, uh, you know, it's a bit... Uh, Foggy? Well, it, it, it's like supernatural, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they go into town. By the time they get there, 
everybody's had damage done to their house, a storm, so the, the place is packed, the supermarket. And the guy comes running into the supermarket, screaming that somebody was just killed and taken away by the things in the mist. Then you hear the, you know, they pass the army on the way in. Dead sailors. Basically, yeah, it's like the fog. So, basically, the rest of the movie, <laughs> they uh, they seal off this themselves off into this uh, supermarket. supermarket, and they have to weather the storm of monsters and things in the mist that come after them, bugs, pterodactyl things, whatever. Tentacles. But really, what I think they're trying to do here is that the horror, the true horror, comes from... The people. The people involved in this. Um, like that Twilight Zone. Yeah, do you think this is... Monsters on Maple Street. Yep. So, do, you are the man. Thanks. <laughs> Ruben's voice uh, is uh, is failing him. He's, he, <clears throat> he just got sick, right? It's <clears throat> not because Tim's in town, right? <clears throat> My Australian boyfriend decided to bring me a cold from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. So, Those are nasty, too. Like Australian we did to the Native colds. Americans, the Australians have just mm-hmm. done this. Um, <laughs> yeah, sit way down the toilet, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you guys went to see it. Did you enjoy the film? I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little bit long. Mm-hmm. I think there's some stuff that could have been taken out of it. It just seemed like it would have made a better suspenseful movie if they would have chopped off some of the boring stuff, I guess. I just, right. It just seemed like a little bit longer than it should have been. Yeah, I, I don't want to ruin too much, especially the ending, but, uh, you know, Frank Darabont did Shawshank Redemption. He did The Green Mile. He did The Majestic, which a lot of people didn't like. I actually liked The Majestic. So he does a lot of Stephen King uh, He does a lot of Stephen King stuff. His original stuff is okay. Um, but with each movie, I think that he's losing more and more. Uh, this movie, out of everything, when you watch his, his directing, it's very deliberate. His shot selection is very deliberate. This one actually started to have a little bit new new language with the zooms, a little bit more handheld stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seemed like he was mixing it up a little bit, but in that, I feel like he lost the strong hand that is guiding you through the story. Because there were some places in there, like you said, that that felt like you're just kind of like, okay, I can go to the bathroom right now. Yeah, you're you watching know. things unfold, but you're not totally invested in them. It was like he he wanted to make a drama, but he wanted to make a suspense movie. But it wasn't a good mix. It was like sometimes there was just too much drama before suspense. And you're watching it, you want to see suspense in this movie. Because, I mean, Christ is based on Stephen King's book. There were suspenseful moments. Uh, There's a good scene in a, um, a pharmacy w- that was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I have problems with, it, with the movie. Mainly because, you know, when, when you watch something, uh, they do it in Heroes a lot. Uh, the problems serve the story and uh, and they just seem the problems just seem convenient in the sense that the heroes aren't intelligent are are, are creating the problems out of just being dumbasses, mm-hmm. you know like like in Heroes you have season one of Heroes you got Parkman, who's the dumbest character on fucking Heroes this cop right <laughs> and everyone's warning him something's gonna blow up New York you know what Parkman does in season one of New York he finds the guy with the powers of exploding himself <laughs> and he brings him to New York. <laughs> He's got to have answers. I mean, I mean, something oh. like that is served... It, it feels like you have to have it happen because of the plot, mm-hmm. not necessarily because the characters... with Any character with a brain wouldn't have made that decision. Mm-hmm. So you're watching this movie and you're like, anybody with a brain wouldn't be making these decisions. But that's true of any movie now. Not necessarily. Why I mean, would you run from the killer into your... Upstairs. Why would you yeah, run, upstairs? run upstairs? This and that. I mean, the, it's those kind of things mixed with these moments where people are trying to be very logical and the script's trying to be elevated. 
that just kind of punk the, punch the holes into into the story that, that it loses you right there. Well, my sister mentioned something after we saw Saw 4, which I didn't notice, but I guess the cop in Saw 4, I don't remember who he was. I didn't notice that when he got up and he thought he heard something in the apartment, how he gets up and he's like calling his wife's name. Gladys, I don't know. Gladys, Gladys, Gladys. He walks around. First of all, you know if you call out somebody's name more than four times, it's not them. Secondly, <laughs> he's a cop and he didn't pick up his gun. And I didn't even catch that. And my sister's right. like, he didn't pick up his gun. It's convenient for him not to have the gun. Exactly. You know, it's exactly. not It's not something that... The, <clears throat> there were a couple parts in this movie where, where the, the consistency of the characters just started to fall apart. And... Uh, and basically, like, I, I, I talked to Thomas Jane, I met him, we were working on this deal back in October, and he described the movie as 12 Angry Men with Monsters, and he was really into the fact that it was 12 Angry Men, but, like, if, if you read or, or watch a rendition of uh, 12 Angry Men, the only one I've seen is the Sidney Lumet one, and uh, that is a tight script with no logic flaws. And... and and it complicates itself because at no point does somebody drop the ball because it has to service the plot. Correct. This movie mm-hmm. drops the ball because mm-hmm. it has to service the plot. Mm-hmm. There's some funny shit in this movie, though. Yeah. Like the scene where they're fighting the pterodactyls and what they're doing is uh, they're taking a mops and they're put, putting kerosene in buckets and they're lighting the mops on fire and fighting these things off with them. Dumb motherfucker slips on the bucket, puts kerosene all over the floor and then falls in and lights his ass on fire. I was laughing my ass off. He's like, you know what? You suck. <laughs> you cooked yourself you to be it, eaten. Bitch. You, it's like, oh, you don't like us raw? I will cook myself <laughs> so that you can eat me, you pterodactyl monster from another dimension or whatever the fuck you're from. This, that was one of the best laughs I've had in a movie theater in a long time. The monsters were kind of cool. Yeah. There's some Lovecraftian monsters in here that are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And the ending, people are going to talk about. Uh, yeah. I thought, that's cool. That's fine. I would not go beyond saying this movie is a matinee, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's, not, it's definitely not going to be something I'm going to buy for my collection. Your but collection yeah. is, is pretty thorough. This is a pretty good horror collection. Thanks. You know? What, what do you think of the remake, that the fact that they're remaking Hellraiser? Because you're the man with this stuff. This, this guy is a huge horror guy. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> um... I'm just going to wait to see. I mean, as far as, you know, I, with the whole Halloween thing, it's like I liked it. Everybody else in the world didn't, except I think one other person. Um, who's directing it? What? I, I don't know who's, who's directing Hellraiser. I, I think there is a, a pair, I think it's a French director, or a pair of French directors. They uh, played their film at a Fantastic Fest in Austin. Mm-hmm. That's right. And supposedly these guys made a pretty damn good indie film. So... Uh, yeah, wait and see. I just the way I look at it is I I'm right now I just walk into a remake expecting to be entertained. I don't expect it to be better than the original. I don't expect to be you know this you know awesome classic I'm gonna run out and buy as soon as it comes out on DVD. I just expect to be entertained. Right. That's it. That's how I view them now. Um, and I think you got to take the you know because this is an adaptation. I think you have to treat that the same way. If you're married to like the source material, you have to say you know what, it's not the same thing. And I supposedly the ending deviates from the from the one in the. Uh, in the uh, novella, but um, mm-hmm. one thing we didn't do when Ruben was on the show last week, uh, last time, was we didn't give you a shout out for the horror group that you run. How do people get in touch with this online horror group that you're? Well, I'm on MySpace. Um, I'm one of your friends on MySpace. Uh-huh. I'm also the, the horror group is actually on Yahoo. The Yahoo groups. It's just LA Horror Movie Fan Club. Just type that in. So if you go to Yahoo and you go into like the groups, the groups just type in LA Horror Movie Fan Club. 
and it's just like a big bulletin board system where people mm -hmm. are just talking about latest horror movies, DVD releases, yep. and things like that. Mm -hmm. Sweet. It's kind of like the Geekscape forums too. Like we have these forums, and that's basically what we do. Latest video game, movie, comic book, people just talk. I love the way geeks talk. It, it, We've noticed. We know. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I've been doing this for a while. No, thanks, Ruben. And uh, so that was the mist. Uh, do you mind if we do round robin? We, we bring Ben over to your spot, and he talks about Hitman. I'll go take some cough syrup. Go take some cough syrup. Adios. Go take some cough syrup. <laughs> um, ben, get over here. Did you leave yourself in an upper room on the camera I did. to, well, to, we'll to see. be over we'll here? We'll see. Um, so, so, so I'm, I'm sure you guys in the heat of production have spent many uh, a, a, an hour together mm -hmm. in close quarters and yeah. known each other. Well, that's how we got cast. So, uh, Mr. Casting Couch, yes. uh, you went to see this movie Hitman. It's got Timothy Oliphant in it. Oliphant. Or Oliphant. Whatever. whatever you Those say. are the things Those in Lord of the fame. Rings. Yeah, Oliphant. Yeah, Oliphant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Timothy Oliphant is in mm -hmm. it, and he plays this. He plays Agent Forty Seven. I never played the games. They don't give him names. He has a number. Okay, so what does he do? Just he gets hired uh, to assassinate yes, people. Yes, uh, I mean essentially in the game, he uh, these kids are taken. They're either orphans or their parents are killed, or they get taken from orphanages, basically raised by these monks to kill. Um, yeah, to become unstoppable killing machines, and then they're they're hired out to kill high profile um, people. Um, in this movie, they don't really go into it. Like, they have this whole training sequence at the beginning, which is interesting. Um, my sister, oh, she's actually the right. reason I went to go see it. She really Liar. wanted to see it. No, it's true. So, it wasn't my fault. Uh, you know, I enjoy, I'm going to say this. I enjoyed the film. Oh, get the fuck out of here. It. This movie has you've gotten my, the worst you've seen reviews. My DVD collection. Will it be in the DVD <laughs> it's collection? True. No, it's true. No, it will not. <laughs> His DVD collection is fucking horrible. This guy's? Oh, Broken yeah. Lizard, Club Dread. I'm down. <laughs> Whatever. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, but my sister leans over to me at the very beginning. Oh my god! As as Ruben well, brandishes uh, his copy of Geely and uh, Justin and Kelly. Oh, but see, it's not even open. Uh, this was oh. What's the problem? Wow! What we are you should, afraid of? At least my alpha dog's got glitter. Oh, we should watch yeah, it right but, uh, now. The, the, the thing is, though, Ruben's gay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have gay movies. You don't. Have, oh yeah, yeah, you know. This is the only one I bought. Though. Those were given to me, but that yeah. was you know, you, you, five dollars. What do you think of Geely? Do you enjoy it? I like the whole pussy monologue. They're here. The, the cops are, are cops breaking down the door. Owner of Julie. Yeah, please. <laughs> we hear you own at least three of these movies. <laughs> On the band list. Um, Mine's worse. Yeah, no, you win. No, you so, don't. don't. Oh, his, have a lot of better movies. His collection, his collection is, aren't movies that are bad, bad, bad. His movies are just like lame duck films. It's like, why would it's you, like, like, why you, would you, you watch Alpha maybe Dog? once? You know, maybe Most half of them I have only watched once. It's right. like, the, the it's like, dude, you know this is going to be on TNT this weekend. <laughs> like, why did you buy it? If you need the explanation again. It was because at one point I had a, I was getting a lot of money and I didn't have... Uh, any other interests? So I was just going to like Best Buy, at on Tuesdays and just buying anything that seemed interesting. That's being lonely and bored. I wish I would have had that money. <laughs> there are plenty of times, like, like everyone in our plenty of people have money. They invest it. Right, they put it in banks. Have you heard of this? You're bored. I just have fifty. Have you heard of the stock market, Ben? <laughs> have you heard of things to invest in? Because no, these will not go up in value. It's unstable. These Club Dread will Club Dread Club Dread will not give you a hefty return. It has nothing but. Does Club Dread? How are the dividends paid on Club Dread? So so Ben Hitman. 
So okay. let's get back to this fantastic right. uh, film. Yes, fantastic. It's not fantastic, but it was enjoyable. Right. Anyway, uh, I have to point this out. If you go and see this movie, the first opening sequence during the credits, training, right? It's actually taken directly from Dark Angel. What? From the Jessica Alba. From the vehicle? Jessica Alba. What? Dark Angel. The first, the season pilot, the the the, the first. They season, use the same footage. It's the same footage of her being trained. Let's throw that in. Wait, are you? <laughs> and I, I from, from this, this from this show right here that Ruben this fine show by I, James Cameron. This one. I questioned this when she said it to me, but then I went and I watched the pilot episode, and it is indeed scenes from the pilot episode. That is something that you're just like. Like the director didn't shoot an opening sequence, or he shot one and it was horrible. That's and then they get they get to like the editing room and, and they're like, like they're like, wait, what do we do here? Well, I don't know. We're over well, budget. Is there anything we can do? Here's the unaired alternate. Here's the unaired alternate. Ruben, Ruben owns this shit. Wait, is there any? Specific? I'm holding a, a bootleg copy of the unaired alternate pilot of Dark Angel. Ruben, but I was wondering, like, how they could, how can they do that? How can they? Do, but I guess she, I she said that because they're both 20th Century Fox productions, right. uh-huh. you can do like they can well, just uh, yeah, take you stock probably, footage. Yeah, you can probably. I mean, but uh, why? You, you have to. You have to. I mean, they had to give James Cameron right some money to use it, but well, apparently they had money to throw around. I don't know. Wait, well, because they didn't spend it on. Are there good things in this movie? Are there, there titties? There, there are two really good things about this. The fight scenes are fucking brutal. Okay. Like. There's, well done. They're re- uh, yeah, they're really well choreographed. Some of them are a little too short, okay. but they get the point across. You uh, just dropped your mic. Can you hear oh, hey. Put Did your you mic hear, back can on. Can you hear that? They, they can't hear that. <laughs> no. no. So. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. Uh, I, got, I lost my train of thought. No, no, no. Oh, so, so choreographed the fight, fight scenes, scenes. The fight uh-huh. scenes are pretty, I mean, if anything, they're just brutal. Like, there are sequences where all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they, they're, they all carry swords. In the in their jackets, been there, been there, yeah. done that. Highland, um, and like, you know, all these at one point because he he gets hired, he apparently fails to kill this president, the Russian president. So his company is now after him. Um, so yeah, every hitman movie, you course, have to have that scene where you have you the burn notice. Your company, yeah, your friend, the burn. Oh yeah, notice. the burn notice. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy burn that notice. if it's still on. It is. Um, got picked up for a second season. Oh wow. Why? I couldn't even Burn make notice. it to the first one. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Some um, people like that. USA, so. they don't have that well, Dark high. Angel had at least two seasons because that's a second season box set. I like the Burn Notice. I only saw the pilot, but I didn't see anything beyond that. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't get through the pilot. Anyway, um, so like they're fighting with swords, which is really cool, and then like jabbing it through hands at one point. Oh, I'm into that. He curb stomps a dude's face oh, okay. without a curb. It's just like into the ground. Okay. And um, you know, all of the all of the kills are extremely gory, which is great for the video game. I mean, for a video game movie, that's awesome. So this is something you you'd recommend like picking up on like a Netflix or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you enjoyed the game, I don't know, like I I've only played the demo of the second game. Right. Graham, um, Graham is so into these games. Yeah, and that and the siphon filters and all that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, right. maybe he would like the Assassin's Creed because there's a lot. I mean, I wanted more Prince right. of Persia with my Assassin's Creed. You and know he what probably I mean? would enjoy because the assassinations right. in Assassin's Creed is awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't know how much it follows the plot of the game, but it's pretty damn interesting. He looks bald. The, yeah, yeah, he looks bald. And he's, he's got the barcode. He's got the he's barcode. He's not bad. Like I went into it because I didn't. I didn't want to like him. Did you see Die Hard Four? No, I love. Yeah, he's I, I good. love him as an actor. Yeah. I just didn't think that he would have fit that role. You wanted Vin Diesel. I, I wanted a Vin Diesel. I wanted a more of an action hero kind of guy, but he was okay. 
He wasn't great, but he was okay. I trust you, Ben. Yeah, and then um, the I girl. Don't. He made us see shoot him up. Did you see shoot him up? I wanted to. See, he wanted to. He wanted to, but man, yeah, so but did he I. Wanted to. <laughs> Wanting to see it and seeing it are two different experiences, my friend. You'll enjoy it. One takes two hours out of your life that you aren't going to get back, and the other is daydreaming about sitting in a theater, losing two hours of your life you'll never get back. <laughs> Whatever. Why do we always have to bring this up whenever? Our, <laughs> just to give me, so, just so, so you know, anything. Put it in context. Credibility. Yeah. But, 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 but the answer girl, my question. The yeah. girl is insanely hot. There are titties in this there's film. There's a lot of titties in this oh. movie. What's really mm. funny is, like, I think... I figure if the movie's bad, if you're just going to Netflix it, you got to give us something. Give us some titties. Yeah, I, I think halfway through the film, the shooting, it must have been shot in sequence. I don't know. But halfway through the movie, like, all of a sudden, she's only... She's not wearing mm. any bra ever again, and she her top is off most of the time. Um, and I think it's like, at one point, they're like, we're going to aim for a PG-13, and then just, you know, like, you know what, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, this, this script is shit. And hey, Fox got us uh, an R rating, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, let's they just, said let's, we're okay with an R rating. Let's just get her naked, and you know what, awesome, awesome. Because that was the best part, is like this, she was absolutely just drop, oh, dropping who, What does she look like? What does she compare her to? Um, I would say she looks like Monica Bellucci with smaller back. Boobs. Boobs? Okay. Breasts, and her face titties. looks like Monica Bellucci? She has the lips. The okay. Nice lip. But one thing, like, continuity here, like, she kept, like, she had this piercing here that just kept, mm-hmm. like... Disappearing? In, disappearing and coming back and disappearing. <laughs> she had a stupid dragon tattoo, but whatever, I'll forget it because her titties are nice. Wow, Ben, wow. So, uh, Olga, look her up. She's on the What was her name? Right? Just Olga? Olga just, something. Just type in Olga? <laughs> Olga yeah. something. Olga Hitman, or, I don't care. They might have purchased her. And then put her in the film. But I wanted I wanted to bring this up because I was thinking about this yesterday. Save you money. We saw Beowulf. We did, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I actually I... ended up taking Laura again and seeing it again. Nice. It was just did she a... enjoy it? Have you seen that 3D Beowulf? It's fun to watch in the movie the theater, yeah, you know. The theater, yeah. 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 I don't think I would see it non 3D, but it was good. No. Yeah. So, okay, Beowulf. I saw Beowulf and I saw Hitman. Yeah. Those are the two movies I saw last weekend. Beowulf is the PG-13. Right. Hitman is R. Right. They both have about the same amount of nudity and violence in it, but since Beowulf is motion capture ma- animation, motion capture, right. it can be PG thirteen. Like the only, I just want to know why, what's with the MPA rating system? Is it because that's a question? Cursing? That's it, a question that we may never well, answer. Think that like, gonna have she did. She, I didn't see she had. You know she what? She had the round bumps. They, 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 they weren't. Angelina Jolie's. You, you yeah. saw the areola, but you didn't see the the eraser. It wasn't the, the coloring of the nipple wasn't different than the rest of the breast. <laughs> That's but right, there, was the, the there was definitely there was definitely some shades there. There was some there was some bump there was some bump, but it wasn't it wasn't colored nipple. Maybe they did something to it. Yeah, it was kind of it was Jessica Rabbit. It was like Jessica Rabbit's nipple. Okay, but you so but the violence in Beowulf I'll say is a lot more gory than in Hitman because you know you're slicing people up, you're getting guys ripped in half and pale. But it's, well, but, but it's the difference between the, the scene in early, early on in Beowulf when people were getting ripped in half there's like a strobe effect with the fire going on at this right. a lot of it's hidden mm-hmm. you know what I mean there's, yeah. there's blood of, of, there's blood the, hitting off on the camera from violence there's shadows of people getting ripped yeah. apart uh-huh. it's implied but, stuff Hitman okay. I'm sure they would just but went for like the blade heading it's like this could actually happen as opposed I haven't to seen a Hitman. giant monster getting I haven't seen Hitman mm-hmm. but you know what I mean like like you've got you know, you've got movies like this that have got an R rating where mm-hmm. there's titties and stuff like that, but then you got a movie like Orgasmo that just shows men's asses, but it happens to be about the porn industry, and they give that an NC-17. So, you know, who knows what the MPA is thinking. Sometimes something like that is, you know, you've got a big 
company like uh, like a, like a Sony or a or a Fox who put out a movie, but they're going to compete against a movie like Orgasmo that's being put out independently, and to kind of keep the, the little guy from getting scrap right. off the table, you throw him an NC-17 so he can't make a theater. Right, because he can't you know, like a theater, Kevin you know? Smith's Zach and Mary do porn or whatever. Yeah, that's not going to get an NC-17. That's going to get that an may R. not. That, yeah, that'll probably get an R. You know, so but it's dealing with the porn industry, so it's just because of the name. And we got the Weinstein brothers. The Weinstein brothers. So are you the think ones... MPA gets paid off? No, but I, I think the MPAA understands that without a studio structure, there's no MPAA. None of those guys have a job. Okay. They, 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 they're 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 made by the studio. They're made up of the studio. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a great way to keep the smaller guys down, mm-hmm. and uh, and like police the the marketplace. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, I, I just mean, find it really interesting. Like I saw that this movie has not yet been rated, which is a great documentary on the MPAA. Netflix, if you have yeah. seen it, but it's a great little... Who knows? Uh, I mean, you know. Okay. I mean, yeah. So, Hitman. It's okay. V- rental. Rental, definitely. Rental. Definitely. Don't, don't go see it in the film. I mean, in the theater. There's no reason to. Right. Anyway, okay. Well, uh, another, another deal that came out this week that uh, oh, we're all into is um, Battlestar Galactica. You know, they're on hiatus right now before season four. I'm, I've seen all, all up to season three, but this past weekend we had uh, Battlestar Galactica Razor, which was like the mini film that came on, uh, and uh, it's not available uh, on DVD until next week, guys. But they did air it. Mm-hmm. I, I guess the DVD has some extras and stuff. DVD has extra unaired stuff and some added special effects and things like but that. You, yeah. But did they show the whole thing last? Uh, yeah. This past weekend they yes. showed the whole Razor. How long is it? Two it's hours. Two hours. Yeah. How how is it? This is the one that follows the Pegasus crew. Yeah, it basically takes you from uh, when the when the colonies were destroyed by the Cylons. It takes you from that point in time, how the Pegasus escaped, um, uh-huh. and uh, where they went and what they did, and how they became, you know, the cold, ruthless kind of anti Galactica that you meet in season that two. You, yeah, that you meet in season two. And, uh, like OTs and space piracy. but but it, it right. works in continuity, and, and it, does it fill any? Well, ha- right. Does it enhance the series? Does it fill up any gaps? It what does. It does because they what they did is they connected, they brought it in. They did it. They did it well, I thought, in that they showed Pegasus like ten months ago, and then they showed Pegasus uh, when it was uh, 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 commanded by Leodonna. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, uh, so it's not just the, the past. It's also that scene between seasons two and three when. Right, right. Oh. That that part where we kind of just didn't see anything. So we see kind of how how they took it over, how Lee took it over, and all this stuff. So you see a whole bunch of. He ate a bunch of hohos. Did you watch before he ate the hohos? I want to. Yeah. I, don't watch them yet. It, I mean, I asked for it for Christmas. It's yeah. pretty quali- it's quality I, television. Yeah, I would I would definitely season recommend three. It. I'm not as into, but I'm I'm feeling season, season three four. Had a lot of- yeah, season three had a lot of throwaway yeah. episodes, but you yeah. know what? Now that they know that they're going to end it after season four, yeah. I feel like season four is just going to go after it's it. It's going to kick ass, yeah. 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 But but Razor was great, because you went back, so it was like another episode of Battlestar, but you also got a whole bunch of Pegasus stuff, and it even went all the way back to the first Cylon War, and we see Husker, who is uh, Admiral Adama. Whoa. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. But it's, of course, a different actor, younger actor, but you see... Tommy Lee Jones? You mean uh, Edward uh, James Almost? Edward James Almost, yeah. Yeah, you same, same the, crater face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I understand uh, where you're coming from. Yes. You, the Hispanic Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> yes. I would have called him Seal. Yeah. 
Seal? Seal is the black Tommy Lee Jones. Done, yeah. <laughs> Every there's, demographic has the crater face. Well, yeah. yeah, there's... It's the Asian crater face. Uh, an Asian crater face. Um, I will find the Asian crater face. I will go on a mission to find the Asian crater face. Po- I can see him in my mind. From post, it the, post it on the. Post it on. I know that there is an Asian crater face. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they uh, so they went back to um, uh, the first Cylon War, and we see kind of the uh, the beginnings of the human Cylons. So the Cylons in the old Cylon War, do they look like the ones from the seventies TV show? Uh, no, but they do show up in Razor. We do see the oh, the, the old Cylons, the Centurions. I went to see the Mist instead of watching this thing. Now I'm kind of mm-hmm. the Mist gets you pissed. <laughs> I should have seen this. I'm gonna make a T-shirt. I'm gonna make a T-shirt. But I yeah. got pissed watching the Mist. Uh, but yeah, and uh, they they even talk. It's awesome. Do they talk like this? Yeah. Oh, okay. So de- so December fourth. December fourth. I think this DVD comes out. And we're gonna watch it and uh, and dig it. Um, another DVD that just came out recently was Bender's Big Score. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the Futurama movie. There's three or four Futurama movies getting put four. straight to DVD. And um, if they're anything like this, it's gonna be awesome. And, and Ben saw it. He says off camera. He said, "If it's anything like this, they're gonna be awesome." Because I guess this one was amazing. It, it was great. It was just tight, it right? Was just, it, yeah, it was a tight hour and a half episode of. So it's basically like what the Simpsons movie was to The Simpsons. It's better than The Simpsons. Than the Simpsons? Absolutely. Ben is saying that uh, I like Futurama better than The Simpsons. Uh, you know, it just has more, you know, it yeah. just, it's just, it's just there's, there's more uh, in my little geek heart that right. I find in Futurama to love. Uh, you know, brain aliens. I love brain aliens. I love UFOs. Uh, so this one's tight, right, Ben? Absolutely. Uh, we the set, animation is even better. The animation is better than anything on TV. So maybe if these four DVDs work, these films work commercially, we'll get a, a series back. Uh, but we sat down with um, the animation director, this guy Rich Moore. He also worked on the Simpsons film. He's been working on the Futurama. He worked on Drawn Together, the one that's on Adult Swim. Um, so he's done a lot of. It's on Comedy Central. It's on Central. Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one is perverse and pretty. It crosses the line a lot. I, I do like it. <laughs> have, you, have you guys seen it? Seen Drawn you, Together is pretty what, raunchy. What do you think about the, 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 there's so much homophobia in that show. How do you like, feel about the homophobia? It's funny. I think it's you're funny. into it? See, gays are so chill, man. <laughs> like, why, why can't we it, all it, be it's gay? Like, it's like, like <laughs> th- there's a term I want to introduce you to people. It's called hyper-contextual individuals. You, you know what I mean? When you make a joke about somebody and it doesn't, it, you know, you make a joke and somebody says, What's that supposed to mean? Like it's about them? Dude, it's not about you. Gays are chill. They let it roll off their back. They're like, it's not about me. You know? I dig that. What? Hypercon- so, basically. <laughs> so, basically, we got to... Yeah. So, uh, you're not hypercontextual individuals. But anyway, we sat down with Rich. Uh, one of the, he's the head animator, uh, animation director for this film. And we talked to him at his studio... We'll be right back after this interview, I guess. Right? This is what you get when you work on the Simpsons movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I'm here right with here. Uh, one of the head animators of the Simpsons. Simpsons movies. Why don't you introduce yourself to our Geekscape my audience? My name is Rich Moore, and that- this is my 360. How awesome is that, oh. Geekscapist? Uh, Rich here worked on the Simpsons Untouched movie. by human hands. Untouched Up until now. human hands. He's just touched it for the I'm first time. Unhum- Check this out. Look at this. Oh, I just touched same. it. I'm Does very it sure. Good? It, that's actually that's smooth as hell. 
you know. And, and you guys who went, yeah. <laughs> so you guys, Thank you, Fox. Thank you, you, you guys who went and got yourselves the uh, the Halo like elite system that's all modded out. You know what? You, you're not gonna get one of these. And now I'm gonna destroy it on camera. For you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. So it's going on eBay. It, it is going on eBay. Look at that thing. Check it out. And check for it. Your kid's going to college now. Look at that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Wow. A gift to me. Rich, that's so, huge. It's gigantic. You know. I mean, that's that as a geek, that is a big deal. Well, we're all Here, I, I can put yeah, it on the floor. Just, I can put it on the floor. You know run, what I get when run, I work for fucking run. Christmas? $50 for a spa. <laughs> for a spa? Yeah. For a spa. Well, yeah. It's pretty good. And a spa yeah, for you nice is like rub. throwing sprinkles on shit. Like, yeah, like how much better is it actually going to make you? Um, a little happy ending. <laughs> so, 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 Rich, uh, we're here in your office. Yes, you've got your, your drafting yes. table, uh, your different uh, photo, drafting. your different yes. references. Uh, what are the projects you've been working on recently? Well, um, this year I worked on the Simpsons movie, as we talked about. Um, I was a sequence director on the movie. I was in New York for about a month working on Horton Hears a Who at um, at uh, Blue Sky Studios mm -hmm. in beautiful white place. And they just they just did they just move to New York? Or they, they've been no, there? they've always they've been, been always there. been there. If you get a chance to go to White Plains, don't. <laughs> Just kidding. For all you geeks out in White Plains, beautiful <laughs> place. And then, and then, <laughs> most recently, we've been working on Futurama direct-to-DVD movies. So basically, so it's a lot of Fox stuff. Wait, 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 now, do you know when this thing comes out? The, this first Bender's Big Score. November twenty-seven. So the week of the perfect release of this this episode. So perfect for Christmas. Um, and this is the first time in like five years that Futurama has had a new fresh storyline. That's line. right. First time. Yeah. When was it? Uh, Two thousand three. That they canceled us. Right. Thank you. But now we're back. And this. And as a sequence director, you have animators working Thank under you. you, and you delegate the assignments. Like like what what the different. And right. like, tell me how that works, because I have no well, on concept. The on the Simpsons movie, I was a sequence director. Mm -hmm. On Futurama, I was a supervising director. Okay. So I would, um, on the series, um, direct a couple episodes myself and oversee the other uh, directors and their episodes that they were directing. Okay. So on this uh, DVD movie, I was um, kind of more looking at storyboards, giving notes, because I was working on the Simpsons movie at the same mm -hmm. time. So. And what, what are, I mean, if a, if a magician can talk about his tricks, what are some of the episodes that maybe you're most proud of that our audience might be able to recognize? Well, that I directed, I would say uh, Roswell That Ends Well. Uh, very fond of that one. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone here is <laughs> good. Um, let's see, Hell's Other Robots was one that I directed, very That's proud funny. of. Um, a clone of my own because I had a great action sequence. Even though everyone hated Qbert, me too. You know, but it was still a good episode. You know, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, it was painful to direct, but you know, there was good stuff. Yeah, Oliver. And, and, right. and, and having yes. seen uh, the movie, what were some of the sequences that you can point out as well? The, did you draw Bart's penis? Um, God, I wish. God, I wish. The guy who did, he's making so much money. Every time that penis appears, he gets a buck. Now, now, who is that? Is that Mr. Spielberg? Yeah. Hello, Matt. 
Hey, Matt, I'm being interviewed right now on camera. It's Matt Graining. There he is. Sure, I'd, I'd love to stack some money for you. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, okay, I'll be right over. Sorry, I gotta go. I gotta I'll be, polish. What that actually Kruger means is, 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 uh, is uh, I need a, I want a divorce. <laughs> that was what was actually going Well, you know, that, that's true. It's Whoops. Like, uh, I need a divorce, and I'm taking the kids with me. Boy, and, how and many the house times have Reno. I heard that? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that was is every it fun? week on The Simpsons. Is it movie. fun working for Matt when you're not, you oh, know, counting money in glacial estate? Yeah, no, he's a great guy to work with. He's uh -huh. a cartoonist himself, so he thinks like an animator, like a cartoonist. Really great person to work with. And what was like? How did you find yourself in it? Like, did you grow up? What were you, what were your influences? Comic books, cartoons, mostly cartoons. Uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons, all the Warner like Looney Tunes, mostly. Not so much Disney, but Tex Avery, Chuck Jones, uh, Bob Clampett. And those directors so, were. Why don't my you favorite. like the Disney stuff? Nazis? Uh, you know, it's a it's a little anti-Semitic and houndy. Okay. You know? Yeah, a little feel it's good. A, it's a little and you're a little more sadistic. Ah, that's right, ladies. <laughs> I like it rough. So, 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 wow. So, so <laughs> I'm you, just kidding. So, so you enjoyed the, uh, so you enjoyed these comics and then uh, uh, these cartoons. At what mm -hmm. point did you say, okay, I can segue this into an actual livelihood? Parlay it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that was a nice segue. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm one of the lucky people in life because I, I knew what I wanted to do for a career uh, since I was as long as I remember, you know, mm -hmm. from watching, like, cartoons as a kid, I knew I wanted to, you know, be in animation. And here I am. Look what you can aspire to, people. <laughs> there are no Look windows at looking dump, at any grandiose you know. vistas no, in this none. office. No, so, you none. Know? But there is a wall of Hey. So at what time, what time do they come baby. by to unchain you from this desk? And man, the chain hurts, you know. It's chafing my ankle. Um, I'm very sorry about that. Around uh, 10 p.m. Wow. Wow, it's a, you know it's a it's an honest day's work. So, that's Megan. That's Megan. Yeah. Um, the paging Megan. So, if the, you know her, tell her to call two eight one. Need Megan. So yeah. there there are three Futurama feature films. There's four. There's actually. four. Yes. There's, there's four, four coming and, out. And what, the first one comes out at the end of this month. Fender's Big Score. And then great movie. What are the releases there? And then is this going to lead into like a revamp like like series? Well, like what's this, you know, what's the story here? People buy these DVDs. Now our Can't audience is used to downloading the show off of iTunes oh, and downloading great. a well, lot of television. Um, well, if you download, maybe not for the most nefarious places. Come on, guys! iTunes, they're paying for it. Yeah, you know. Okay. Give me a break. Give them a buck. Let's come on. Just, you know, please. Please give him a little more of Matt's money to count. Yeah, yeah. Matt you know. needs more money. So, so if these if movies are successful, could, 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 <laughs> yeah. so if these movies are successful, they may actually oh, absolutely bring it back a series. Oh, no doubt. I, now I just heard a resounding cry from my audience saying, "That's what you motherfuckers said about Firefly." Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> That's hey, not hey. really our fault. That was them. You know, that was them. That was that was their problem. So yeah, yeah it, you know, I'm one of those people who actually prefers Futurama to The Simpsons. Have you gotten well, that a lot? You. Have you actually gotten that a lot? Well, the Simpsons side of me is a little insulted. Right. But the Futurama side of me is saying, <laughs> yay! You know, they're both great. Right. They are so. both great. But, you know, just the part of me that loves ray guns and spaceships right. and UFOs and brain aliens. Well, you for get to me, scratch Futurama that itch. is, you know, 
everything that I love. It's, hmm. it's comedy, it's science fiction, it's fantasy, it's D&D, all smashed together into one big thing. Did you play that, that as a kid? Oh, did I? That's, yeah. that's where I learned to direct, you know, playing Dungeons and Being a dungeon master. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't play. I would always DM. Oh, you know, awesome. I, I was one of those guys that... If I were a player, it's like, this is boring. You know, so <laughs> right. I would always... Well, now, what were some of the uh, one of some of your finishers? Some of these things that you're like, you know what? <laughs> like, 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 screw you! You owe me Legos. I'm gonna throw this shit at you. We may play someday, so I'm not right. gonna tell you. Okay, you know, I'm gonna right. keep that a secret. You know, and, and so. I mean, do you play video games? Do you read comics still, or watch? Yeah. What's some of the stuff that you're into still? Of well, I don't geeks? read a lot of comic books, you know, mm-hmm. because those are for geeks. Yeah, yeah. they are. Oh, I'm sorry. Folks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, but I. First-person shooters every time. You're, what, you know, what are some of the big ones? Then? Halo Three. You know, all any G- anything. You know, no, Bioshock. It, God damn, that thing. It's just relentless. So this Halo Three in, in Bioshock. You can't play Bioshock on Xbox Live, but Halo Three. Do you get on the community and you you play with? No, people because online? I don't want to listen to people like, why didn't you shoot him? You know, right. I like it. it's just a nice it's solo experience. You know, where I can it's walk around thing. and bam. You know, sorry. You know, but. <laughs> you know, I don't like but people I mean, talking in my at ear. At least you're into it. You know what yeah, I mean? Oh, at least God. you're into it. Are you kidding? Yes. You know that. I grew up with that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got geek cred. He's got like one of the best geek jobs you can possibly imagine. And you can make money at this geeks. Like, don't give up on your when you're. Don't father, give up, yeah. please. Did you, you know, were your parents supportive of this, or were they comic book? My partners? mom was an artist. She was a painter. And she would always say, can't you draw something nice? Mm-hmm. And no, I couldn't. Right. You know, it was always some throwing a bomb or, you know, a guy with a hatchet. Spy versus spy type yes, stuff. Yes, that exact kind of thing. I loved Mad Magazine, right. you know, growing up. <laughs> I, had a, I have a friend, Wes Archer, who's also, he was a director on Simpsons, who had the same situation where his mom would say, can't you draw something nice? And he decided to be good, a good son he would draw something nice, and he drew a businessman holding a briefcase and showed it to his mom. <laughs> the said, most bland there it is, possible thing. Something nice. I'm mom. gonna go back to yeah. Uh, now can I draw a witch yeah. with, with a hatchet in her head? You know, That's so. funny. Um, it, it, so it's not that funny, but you know, so the, the parents were to mention Wes. Hey, because, Wes. Because we have a lot. We have kids on the forums and on the site who sure. you know this is their life, and now that they're going through high school and college, they want to maybe turn this into something. It can you be done. You can. You can turn it into something. It can be Don't done. Don't listen to your parents and say like that. You're never gonna make it. You know. <laughs> for many, I of you, almost for, did. Yeah, for yeah. many of you, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you will. You'll be yeah. fine. Uh, well, dude, thanks so much. Sure. Uh, we are not gonna impede your ability to play this Xbox anymore. No, that's that's going on eBay. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> look for it. Autographed by Matt, Jim Brooks. Algene, you know. And what are you working on now? Like, what what are some of the things you work on now that these DVDs are almost done? Well, thanks to the writers going on strike, uh, we had some projects that we were working on with writers that are kind of, you know, stalled right now. But we'll get back into them once they figure everything out. Right. Guys, figure it out. And then you guys will go on strike. Yeah, then we're going to go on strike and everyone will say, eh. (laughs) <laughs> animators? animators did we need strike. them right i mean what's funny it, it, oh yeah. yeah i mean but you guys so remember, did oh that big animator you guys did do like late. one of the reality animated shows with the drawn, drawn together, together. You yeah, know. We did. did you have a big role in that or uh i directed uh two episodes cool. of that yeah now so. that that's definitely plum a show. babies about 
Waldor learning to masturbate. <laughs> Highlight of my career. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. let's hope that next time you do something of that level, that, that you actually get recognized with a nice award for, well, for that. Well, thank you. That would you be know? nice. That would yeah. be huge. Uh, we would love to talk to you more on Geekscape. we got this new site coming up. All right, let's talk. They're all here, and uh, we, we'll get back to the show now, guys. But thank you so much for being with us and telling kids not thank to give up on their much. dreams. Thanks, man. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. Keep looking to the stars. <laughs> Boy, I think they believed it. <laughs> so that was our hilarious interview with uh, with Rich Moore, and he showed us his kick-ass Xbox 360, only 100 ever made. It's a Simpsons edition. I think that kicks ass. Um, and his and his titty dolls. And his badass. So he had a bunch of titty dolls. dolls. He had a like, lot. <laughs> it was pretty cool. That dude definitely had Two a life size. That, that dude has a cool job. Um, yeah. So let's talk comic books. Uh, do you read comic books? Yes. What, what kind of stuff do you read? Buffy. <laughs> are you reading the season? season are you reading the season eight season of Buffy? Eight, How yeah. is it? It's it's fantastic, actually. Is it's, it better awesome. than some of the seasons that you felt weren't that good, like the the writing and the, well, the storytelling? Well, I mean, season six. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the the writing's really good, but I mean, it's it's a comic book. They can do things that they couldn't do on the show, so it's bigger. They're bringing all these people back. It's just yeah. It's so Buffy season eight, and then there's like an Angel one too. Angel right? season six, yeah. And you're reading that as well. I haven't gotten the first issue. Okay. It just came out. Just okay. Last week, yeah. But uh, I can recommend you a local comic book store, depending on where you guys end up living. Okay. You know. Um, we'll be in your cast. Well, yeah. If you guys live up in in Glendale, Burbank, my boy Cat, uh, or you guys can go to House of Secrets, where um, where what's his name gets his books, Joss Whedon. Oh yeah. Um, well, you don't, <laughs> Just get, wait. you don't get thirty percent off, like my boy. Oh. But um, let's. Uh, so, so Buffy season eight. Who's mm-hmm. writing it? Just Josh Sweden's not writing, is it? Josh. Josh wrote like the first. Uh, I don't know, five or the so. First story arc. First story arc. Is it, a, is it a finite deal? Is it twelve issues? Is it sixteen issues? Like, what is it? Uh, I think they're doing. Uh, someone will correct me, I'm sure, but I think they're doing like a full season order, so twenty-two or twenty-four mm-hmm. episodes or. Comics. It feels like um, it should be longer because comics are smaller form. You well, know I, I mean? think I think that it will go on. I think they they're talking about it actually being extended past. They were just going to do a season eight, but I think they're going to continue doing it like a season order. So they're right. just going to keep going. And you're happy with it? And the artwork's yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, the, well, the artwork. Uh, the artwork it's could Dark be. Horse, so it's. Not I don't know. Dark Horse has <laughs> does have some good artists like. Like their their main Star the Wars line has some good artists. Like so, some of them have some fantastic artists. It's it's weird. Uh, Conan has that Con- the Conan book has incredible artwork. I love the Conan book that right, Dark Horse puts right. out. <laughs> Carrie Nord, who I don't think Carrie Nord's on the book anymore, but his artwork is amazing. I but. have a massive Conan. Anyway, um, uh, I I call it Conan. Yeah, it's it's like this. What is that? It's square. What is that? It's square. No, no, I have a Conan graphic novel. Anyway. Um, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, no, the the artwork. I, I can't remember who was talking about it, but uh, right now they're they're doing a, a thing on with Faith. It's the the storylines mm-hmm. with Faith, and she just looks butt ugly. I oh, mean, really? just yeah, just I don't know. The the covers, the painted covers, awesome, just fantastic artwork. But the inside, it's just I. She looks People, like, she she looks like she's eating baby Ruth's chained up <laughs> under the Fratelli's basement. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I got you on that one. It's not drawn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, yeah. So uh, there, there's another book that came out. We've been waiting for it a long time. It's um, Alan Moore and, um, and what, what's it, Kevin O'Neill? 
they, they did uh, the Black Doss area, the third uh -huh. story in League the of uh, League Extraordinary. of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Have you read the first two League of Extraordinary yes. Gentlemen? Yes. Uh, now this one, I can let you borrow it afterwards. Um, it's a hard cover that I picked up. It's 30 bucks, so it is steep. I do get my 30% off, but it's still pretty damn steep. I take this thing home. I love the first two League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, this is not like the first two. The first mm -hmm. two deal with the team that was put together in 19... Uh, or 1898 mm -hmm. to deal with things like the Martian invasion and some of this. Right. This one flashes forward like 50 years. You're in the 50s. Uh, there's a James Bond type character mm -hmm. who actually works for the government. The league ha that used to be sponsored by the government uh, in the late eight, uh, 1800s has splintered away from the government, is now being chased by the government, but they've acquired right. a thing called the, the Black Dossier. And the, the, in this dossier are. Uh, are all the information on the past teams going oh, back right. to the one that involved like Gulliver, you know, from, from Gulliver's Travels, Gulliver's Travels, mm -hmm. and, and things like that? So it's like Mission Impossible. It's a little bit like Mission Impossible. So <laughs> uh, I'm about halfway through it, and the Black Dossier has uh, the storyline, you know, the comic book storyline is leading you through uh, the story of them being pursued and using the information in this book to, I don't know, I haven't finished it yet. But I got to tell you, the experience of, of reading this comic, I can't even honestly call it a comic. I open this thing up. The first thing that happens is a pair of 3D glasses start poking out at me. Nice. Um, you start the book off with some, t some script, which was in the first original single-issue comics. Mm -hmm. But then it, it has a comic portion. And in the comic, the two main characters end up finding the Black Dossier and they open it for the first time. The front page in the in the comic panel, when you turn the page, is the front page you're staring at. It then gives okay. you the text that they're reading as they're reading it. Mm -hmm. It breaks into some oh, more comic cool. book. As they continue to go back to the Black Dossier and the story, you're reading these pages for yourself. Even when they find little pamphlets, the pages are shortened and put in there. So it's almost like an activity book, what you're buying. You're buying something that has... 3D pages, it's got fold-out pages, it's got maps, uh -huh. it's got written notes in it. It's it, it just looks like an activity book. So are these things that are detached from the page? Um, the, the 3D glasses you have to detach from the page, but other <laughs> things are like smaller pamphlets, uh, commercial advertisements. It's an entire experience for putting this thing together. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a Watchmen book, which had like. But you're saying like instead of a, a page like, like a newspaper clipping, it's like an actual. Yeah, it's cool. Clipping. It's really cool. Nice. Um, so I, I'm about halfway through it. That's the reason it's 30 bucks and. Uh, I was talking to a good friend, Martin Shearer, in uh, Toronto, who actually provided me with this with this T-shirt. He works for this this company, and uh, we did some video stuff for them. My friend Scott and I, and I, yeah, I dig you, Martin. This is actually one of my favorite shirts now because I haven't had a baseball shirt since I guess Weezer's first tour when there was a baseball shirt <laughs> sold on that tour. Uh, back in oh man, I'm '94 or something like that. Yeah, I had a baseball tee that was like a Weezer baseball tee, but. Um, uh, yeah, he told me that he had to get a, like an illegal copy because they're not selling this book outside of the United States. Wildstorm, ABC Comics. I guess there's copyright issues with a character that looks and acts like James Bond. Right. Uh, that's the only. I mean, that's the only copyright infringement I can think still exists. You know what I mean? And of course, there's different right. copyright laws. I'm not a copyright international copyright lawyer, but um, I guess you can't get this 
book in other countries. Yeah, there's a few there's a few newer characters I think that they that they wanted to use and just couldn't because the copyrights still exist. I, I can't. And that's the safety of using like Alan Quartermain and the Invisible Man. Yeah, from the anything. 1800s. Yeah, anything 19, 1900 and and before I think is just in the public domain now. But but yeah. So if you're in, in you know if you're overseas and you want to copy this, uh, you can send me money. Uh, I have a hefty finder's fee, but you can send me money and I will get a copy and I'll mail it to you. There's, it comes in two co- covers and uh, whatever. Good luck finding the book on eBay or something, but I'll smuggle you something if you uh, let me know. Um, I'll do the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. Um, so let's talk, let's talk video games uh, before I turn into a complete Wookiee. First off... Uh, the, the, can we turn the camera to Tim and uh, and Ruben, these little lovebirds over here on the couch? <laughs> if you recall, Tim is from Australia, and uh, Ruben had not met him in the flesh. They had met on MySpace. And, uh, it's a place for friends. The place for friends. And mm-hmm. you, you can turn it back over here. You guys, you're making <laughs> them uncomfortable. Uh, that was Tim and Ruben. You guys met on MySpace. And, and when did you fly yes. in, Tim? When did you fly in? He flew in this past Monday. We're recording on a Sunday. Now I gotta ask you guys: Is it what, 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 was were the goods as advertised? Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Because you know sometimes you meet somebody on MySpace. Uh-huh. You know, I've never romantically <laughs> met anybody on MySpace uh, because I'm a serial monogamous and I hold on to the girlfriend like a buoy in a storm. Uh, <laughs> I have the biggest fear of being single. Uh, and MySpace may be a reason why Because my friends hook up on MySpace And they have a fucking horror stories so It's good to know that people actually meet cool people on MySpace I think you're the first two people that have met And they get to bang ever. them Wow Have you guys banged yet? It's Turn like, the camera back like, It's only no. like, like you guys did, did you guys do phone sex before coming? Oh no! Okay, Skype sex. Uh, so, so, so you you know we actually have couples who have met over Geekscape through the forums and yeah. stuff. Yeah, but we have get banged, couple. get banged, and go to the Geekscape forums, <laughs> geekscape.net/forums, and get banged. Post your um, pictures. Post pictures in the photo whoring pic uh, <laughs> section of the forums. But 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 you guys are this works. Can you imagine like if Tim had shown up and it wasn't Tim or like this or that? It was it, me. It was somebody who looks a little more like Benjamin uh, Dunn over here. Ben Jam. Ben Jam. Like, what do you do? You send the dude back to Australia? What do you do? It's been hard because we've been sending each other video, video messages. You've been sending each other videos? So it okay. hard for uh, it to be somebody else. So you guys already did like webcam sex. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so the actual physical deal, that was fine, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So... It worked, guys. We told you guys we'd bring you an update on the Ruben uh, situation um, a couple episodes ago, and here we are with an update. Tim and Ruben, they're happy together. When do you leave, Tim? Friday. Oh, shit. You leave Friday? So when is the next time you guys are going to see each other after that? June. June? Are you going out to Australia? He's going to move here. You're going to move here, Tim? Wow. All right. Tim's moving here. I was worried that it was going to keep being like this long-distance relationship. Uh, that would have sucked. I, I, I got to ask, because our friend Eric uh, A.D. from our forums it, it has a long-distance relationship with a guy in Canada. And he's also gay. What, what is it with gay dudes in long-distance relationships? Do you want to keep promiscuity? Like, what is it going... Like, why do you have long-distance relationships when you're gay? Well, I can't speak for everybody. I just know it worked out. It worked it out. Just worked. You aren't going to question it. No. 
you don't want to find some bang stuff here in well, LA. The thing is, is, is before him, I didn't even believe in long distance relationships because I was like, you were pe- you were pessimistic about long distance yeah, relationships. Yeah, I, I just thought that's no, it's too much distance, blah blah. I won't even date somebody from the valley, shit. But, uh, <laughs> Ruben wouldn't even go to the valley <laughs> to the dates were right. But but it just it just it just it worked. Clicked. Everything clicked. That's a beautiful thing, my oh man. Uh, I had one long distance relationship ever, and it was my only high school girlfriend. She lived in Houston, and I remember she spent the summer in Austin. And after about a month, I couldn't stand her ass. So I think the long distance relationship was the only thing actually keeping that thing together. <laughs> because had we had to put up with each other any longer, in person, you know, doesn't work. Geekscape. So, it's a place yeah. for love. Geekscape. Yeah, it's a place for love. MySpace is a place for love. Uh, you know how to work it. Or, 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 or for getting decapitated. Craigslist has some of the most crazy shit on there. Um, I like the no strings attached section. There's a no strings attached section of, of Craigslist? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Just, yeah. Is it just wow. puppet sex? Or? <laughs> it's just like bang and get out? Yeah. I don't want to cuddle? Uh, are we doing okay on time, Ben? Okay, so let, let's talk um, video games real quick. Uh, we, we talked about my experience with Assassin's Creed. Um, I'm about a little over halfway done with Mario Galaxy. I think that game has finally started to get a little hard. Um, it's definitely the best game on the Wii. Uh, but we had two more games come out this week. Uh, Call of Duty 4, everybody's talking about how badass the multiplayer is on this thing. So thinking I might pick it up, shoot a couple of you guys uh, in the face on Xbox Live. Cannot wait to shoot you in the face. And if you happen to shoot me in the face, you know what? I'm going to regenerate, and then I'm going to come and shoot you in the face. Because the deal is, I have an audience. So if you are better than me, that's fine. There are more of us. I will hire someone to shoot you in the face. Like like that guy Deparitas who was on the forums. Uh, That guy, he, he made me very mad in Universe Wars by busting my ass, raping and pillaging my planet. For like three days, and I was so angry, and then I got smart. I hired other people to rape his ass for days on end and pillage him, and guess what? Now the game's not fun anymore. So, so. so if you save John on Call of Duty 4, he will send you a black dossier if you live yeah. overseas. <laughs> so basically, I will give shout-outs to my brothers on Xbox Live if you, if you work for me in taking out some of the more experienced players who are definitely 13 years old. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, 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 and punching their mothers in the face. I was kind of interested in this game uh, on 360, uh, this Mass Effect. But then That's the I, reason I bought it, 360. You bought a, a 360 for Mass Effect? For Mass Have Effect. you been playing this, Mass Effect? I haven't bought it. Because you spent your money on the Assassin's Creed. Oh, man. <laughs> ben. They'll take it. GameStop, I, I, I gotta 30 bucks. i got to hire you again. Yeah, i got to hire you to act so you can get your, your money to buy this. Um, GameStop will take it. I made a, a wish list it. on uh, Amazon.com. Yeah, so if th- you want... This Mass Effect is uh, you lead a team of, of, of specialists against like an oncoming like invasion. Well, it's a Bioware game. I mean, I mean okay. we don't have to go into detail on it because I haven't played it. Right, but it's basically it's I, I, by the same I guys who did uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Right, and, so and it's, it's kind of like that. It's an RPG, mm-hmm. but the only difference is that now instead of having like turn-based combat, it's fully first-person shooter. But you can also go around talking to people and do the RPG I mean, like interactions, right? Yeah, that's right. the main part of it. Right. Is. And everything that every review I've seen on this, it's getting in like at least a nine point five. The stories are the stories completely amazing. The story, yeah, the stories are amazing. I mean, Bioware, if anything else, they make these storylines that are just insanely good. Like uh, that's the Old Republic one mm-hmm. and two and uh, Jade Empire. 
which was a great game. Too short, but... My, my only drawback with this thing is really just the online. Like, I would probably get this game. I'm not big on, like... I mean, it's real-time combat. Yeah, but at the same time, an RPG uh, as an like an online co-op, I know, it, it would turn I know. into a clusterfuck. I know it would have to. It would turn into something like a World of Warcraft. Right. Which, you can make an MMO. I mean, is right? there an MMO for the for the 360 that that is worth its salt? You know what I mean? Like, I don't even think there is an MMO. I don't like, so. like I, I don't Mar- think any counts. When is Marvel? When are when is Marvel going to make like this freaking? MMO for Marvel Comics right. like on a 360 a, a like a, a console that's where the PC continues to be a better system mm-hmm. for that stuff like MMOs and speaking of PC Crisis came out Crisis? Crisis. No, what is this? Crisis is uh, I don't know if it's a direct sequel but it's by the same people who did Far Cry um, basically it's the system killer um, it's the game that like everyone unless you have the top of the line system which I know like Satori from our forums has like right the monster system I have an Alienware computer which I really want to test out my computer right. on this because the graphics are insane they're what is basically does it have titties? no 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 you're fighting okay. basic, I mean the basic concept is you're fighting Koreans in the near future and then there's aliens involved as well but they're, it, they're not really, a- Koreans aren't aliens? well they're aliens to Americans well they're Borg that's right. I have a feeling that that, that, that like these really tech heavy, you know, they, you, they you hear about eventually. well, you hear like China, they got these fucking places where you can go play World of Warcraft for like, That's what, co- like it's Korea, you're like Korea yeah. and shit. You go to there and, you, and people die from you, playing. You, you go to like some coffee three, shop, three you're like motherfuckers are dying. <laughs> die for three hours yeah, motherfuckers three. are dying because they're they're, yeah. they're forgetting to eat because they're playing fucking World of Warcraft for like twenty four days straight. Well, they, kill all, they, they kill all the I, women. I'm telling you right so. now. I'm telling you, in the next in the next twenty years, they're gonna invent something over in Korea where they just go, oh cool, they take a little wire out and put it in the back of their fucking head, Absolutely, it'll be and then from there on, done. Borg, we're gonna have fucking <laughs> Borg. Uh, they're gonna be like the next know, Star Trek, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. That's that what shit, it's gonna be. I'm telling you right now, I don't want to sound like racist or this or that, but I'm saying be vigilant. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying hate your neighbor. I'm saying be vigilant. And be a little suspicious, because the second that jack happens and you start to jack into this shit to play it, we can't stop this thing. You saw Johnny Demonic. I mean, you know how fucking T2 started and shit like that. Like, you better be careful. Johnny Demonic. Kids will start jacking in. If you see Dolph Lundgren from Johnny Demonic (laughs) plug in, you got problems, okay? (laughs) Like, like, like. Some iced tea. You know, if Dolph Lundgren leading an army of Borg Koreans <laughs> onto your shore, that's that's the end of the world right there. Unlike the mist, you know. Uh, but yeah, Crisis. If you have a good system, buy. It. If you have a good okay. system, supposedly buy Crisis, and you can play it online with other people and shit. Yeah, they have online play. See, I'd be interested in that. I would be interested in a three thousand dollar game because you need a fucking system yeah, to play it. I mean, you can't play it on Mac. I'm sorry. I don't. Your World of Warcraft. I don't give a good. shit. Um, I use my Mac to edit and write, and that's all I gotta do. Universe uh, Wars. I don't play no Universe Wars anymore. I got the man I wanted to get. I killed him. Actually, I hired a bunch of motherfuckers <laughs> to for me, which is so much f- more fun. Um, Blackwater. What, what's great is uh, you can hire people Blackwater style, and when you have something like Geekscape, you can say, hey, kill this guy. And listen to my podcast, and you can gain <laughs> listeners. So for those of you out there who joined Geekscape because of Universe Wars and my hiring you as a bounty hunter, good job. Thank you. Um, I also played this Wii Zapper. I went out and picked the, this Wii Zapper. Right now, I think you can only play like a Resident Evil game and uh, this crossbow training. The Wii Zapper is fine. Uh, I w- would really love it if, if uh, they 
gave it a lot of support because it is fun to point and shoot like a like a a rail game. Uh, it reminds me of Mad Dog McCree. Remember, <laughs> I remember being so fucking excited when I was a kid and going to the arcade and being like, "There are actors who." Are in this game and you can shoot them like yeah, Mad Dog or McCree. You can't shoot me, McCree. It's like you'll never get me alive, McCree. Uh oh, don't shoot the lady running in front of your gun. It's like okay, I'm on the barrel. Yeah. So basically, you can pretend to be Marty McFly uh, playing these games and shooting uh, this thing with the Wii Zapper, where you put take your remote and your nunchuck control and you put it in this little thing, and it, it works pretty well. It works with the B button. You squeeze it with this, and then uh, you're controlling the uh, nunchuck uh, with your thumb. Actually, no, you're with this thumb. It's kind of like a Tommy gun. And so the the thing. Tommy You need to clean the Tommy gun or something. I'm a Dick Crate Tracy character. I'm playing this game. It works really well, except there's one. There's a couple sequences where you have to actually. Uh, not just shoot, you're not just following on a rail, uh, you actually have to walk through the environment, and you have to do that with the conjunction of shooting and using your thumb to uh, manually like use the nunchuck controller, it's like a little knob handle to, to walk through, and it doesn't really work very well. It, it Maybe it's just my lack of coordination, but I run into fucking walls and people are sending fucking arrows into my back and shit, it's just not fun. It's like, you're trying to point with one, it doesn't work with the same fluidity that you have the two handles on, on a 360 controller or on a, a mouse and a keyboard. You know what I mean? It just doesn't it doesn't work that nicely with the pointing and the moving. I don't think humanity has evolved to that point. Maybe Koreans. Maybe. Maybe Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> maybe the Borg. But I had a lot of problems and the goblins pretty much killed me. Um, How many times have I heard that? Yeah. I had problems and goblins killed me. Um, yeah, I, I was one of those kids who uh, thought D&D was real when I was a kid. No. <laughs> you end up killing your parents. <laughs> you end up killing your parents and worship. You just have this circle. Maces of Monsters, that movie with Tom Tom's. Hanks. Oh, dude, that creeped me out because I was becoming it. There was, I mean, I was telling some people, once we're, since we're talking video games, has there ever been a video game that you were so into and you played so much? Like, uh, Laura and I were, were driving to this Thanksgiving dinner uh, the other night. And I've been playing a lot of Mario Galaxy, and there's this one stage that has some amazing music, and I couldn't get it out of my head, right? I remember, summer in 99, living in New York City, I picked up Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue on my Game Boy, something like that. I remember laying it down and going to sleep for the night, and as I'm sitting there waiting to go to sleep, trying to get to sleep, after about 5-10 minutes, I would get up and check the Game Boy that it was off, because I would still hear the fucking music in my head. Tetris was like that for you, where you have to check the system that it's off because you're hearing the music in your head because you've been playing it way too long. Have you ever had that experience happen to you? Uh, no. Yeah, that is a warning <laughs> sign. Uh, that is definitely a warning sign that you're slowly becoming uh, Tom Hanks' character in Mazes and no, Monsters. But, no, but Dom dis- did disappear for a few months into World of Warcraft. You did World of Warcraft yeah, for a couple months? Still, still do. You were World still big on it? Uh, how, can, how can our listeners find you? In, in, uh... Uh, I am on Eldra Thalas. Mm-hmm. My uh, character's name is Stompy. He's a Tauren Shaman. What level are you? Uh, he's uh, 62. Is that good? That's good. It's good, dog. You want him? In, you want him in your band of dogs? Yeah. Um. So that, I'm already in a guild, though. So yeah. Can they join your guild, or is it yeah. exclusive? No, no. If you're if you're cool and a good player and 
don't mind just playing. We, yeah, we. I mean, we don't. You know, we're just cool Do guys. You sell women. We sell, we sell women, uh, we eat babies, um, and... Uh, I might want to play now. Yeah. For the baby eating. Baby eating is like one of the number one reasons to play World of Warcraft. Are ever. you for fucking with me? Is there baby eating? In War- don't fuck with me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't play this shit. Uh, so that was our episode. Uh, Dom, Tim, Ruben, Ben, thank you so much. Uh, that was episode 50. We got two more episodes before this big one-year experiment has happened. I'm trying to get you guys a website for Christmas is a big thing. Thank you for the first year. Uh, you've played around on the website. Uh, I'm trying to get it to you guys. Working, spiffy, amazing for Christmas. We'll see if it happens. Uh, it might happen. So um, we'll see you guys next week. You guys can check us out, geekscape.net slash forums for the forums. Uh, talk to everybody on there. Uh, also, we got uh, a lot of merchandise at the Geekscape store on geekscape.net. We have a MySpace group, myspace.com slash geekscapenet. Uh, and of course, Facebook. Search for us on Facebook. Just search for Geekscape and join our group. All right, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>